Our scripture reading for this day comes from the Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 2. I'll read verses 1 through 12. Listen for the word of the Lord. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men, and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go, and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out. And there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Thanks be to God for the reading and the hearing of this portion of his holy word. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer, to you. Be all praise and glory as we pray in the name and for the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Several years ago, Life magazine sent a photographer to Italy to take some pictures of the Tintoretto murals of the Nativity in Venice. Upon his arrival, the photographer tried to shoot these exquisite paintings in natural color but the colors would not come clear, regardless of what type of light was used. After careful examination, it was discovered that these murals of the nativity had been overlaid with four centuries of varnish, dust, and the accumulation of dirt, through which the radiant beauty of the original colors could not shine. Only with a special kind of light could the photographer get the paintings to come through in their authentic colors to his camera. It seems to me that this is an excellent analogy to what has happened to the message of the nativity as well. The real meaning of Christmas has been overlaid with centuries of sentimental varnish and commercial dust until millions see in this time of the year only the sweet story of a baby in a manger for whom they are moved to pity, or else the occasion for a commercialized carnival of gaudy splendors. It's so easy 
to lose sight of the brilliance of Christmas because we fail to perceive the true color of its message. Somebody has said that the three phrases, three phrases that best sum up Christmas today are peace on earth, goodwill to all, and batteries not included. Those of you who are parents know the meaning of that statement. In our family, I would have re revised it slightly to say, peace on earth, goodwill to all, get the batteries from Uncle Mike, and Daddy, are you ever going to get through reading the directions and get it set up? I do hope your family had a wonderful Christmas. Before the season slips away, I want us to spend a few more minutes considering the deeper meaning of Christmas. That deeper meaning is found in our scripture lesson for this Epiphany Sunday, especially in verse 12, the last verse I read. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their country by another road. Christmas is not some hyped-up holy day that tempts us to withdraw from the harsh realities of life with a naive, shallow spirituality that pretends human existence is not as it appears to be. When the sentimental varnish and commercial dust are removed from the nativity scene, something stirs within our hearts that alters drastically the way we live and causes us to leave by another road. Can you imagine what would happen today if Christians dared to take literally the message of the nativity? The message of the manger remains that there is more meaning and purpose to our lives than perplexities and problems within them. In these days of, of cynicism and despair, the babe of Bethlehem reminds us that the same God who gave us life at creation offers us the possibility of a new and better life. Maybe the reason people have trouble with Christmas is not that it's too hard to believe, but rather that it's too good to believe. Some folks have just enough religion to make themselves miserable. They're so fearful, they never quite get around to being faithful. They're so aware of their frustrations, they have lost sight of God's promise of fulfillment. <clears throat> They're so perplexed by their problems, they are not able to perceive God's power to live differently in the midst of them. If you seek more comfort than you have found, <clears throat> more forgiveness than you have accepted, more joy than you have encountered, then Christmas is especially for you. If you, take all the, if you take off all the sentimental varnish and commercial dust, you will bask in the brilliance of the color of Christmas. For this season is not just the commemoration that Christ was born into history, but also the celebration that Christ was born into your history and mine as well. The Nativity is a vivid testimony that through every minute of the day and every week of the year, God's presence is so powerful that nothing can overcome it. Norman Vincent Peale, who died on Christmas Eve at the age of 95, 
told about being caught in a traffic jam at a busy corner in New York City on another Christmas Eve. Dr. Peel and Fulton Ausler, then editor of Reader's Digest, were trying to hail a taxi. Ausler said, isn't this something? A baby born in a little village thousands of miles from New York is causing a traffic jam on Fifth Avenue 2,000 years later. What a baby. Peel responded, yes indeed, he changed civilization. And then the businessman spoke up again, but that isn't the best thing he did. He had a far tougher job than that. He changed me. Christmas comes alive to each of us when we realize that this season of the year does so much more than remember Jesus' birth into history long ago. It is also the affirmation that Christ has been born into our history as well. When that miraculous birth takes place, then just like that New York businessman, our lives are changed too. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Friends, if we are to be better people for celebrating Christmas this year, it will be because the Christ of Christmas has come into our hearts. God took on human flesh. He took on our limitations and experienced our sufferings. And there was but one reason that we might have life as never before. Let us pray. Dear Lord, thank you for your love and for the life which it offers. Help us to accept the gift and to be the persons you call us to be. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.